0: Welcome back to the SEN Roundup. Jordan canella Smithy here this Sunday night. Good to be with you. The Masters is coming up this week in November. It sounds very strange to say that. To help us wrap our heads around all of this is the Deputy, deputy Editor of the Golf Australia magazine, Jimmy Emanuel, who's with us here on SEN. Hello, Jimmy.
1: Hello, Jordan. Thanks for having me.
0: It is one of the more intriguing Masters in modern history. How do you expect Augusta National to look at this time of year in November?
1: It's definitely going to be different. Uh, you know, we, we haven't seen it at this time of year, the, the, the crowds and the, and the, the patrons, as they like to call them Augusta national, won't be there watching. So that'll be different, but, uh, we expect the golf course to look a, bit, a little bit different and play a little bit different. A few players are already on site there and, and word is, it's quite different. Uh, it's a bit soft. There's been a bit of rain, There's been a bit of rain sort of forecast this week as well. And, uh, and the grasses are actually a bit different at this time of year. So the golf course should play a little bit longer, uh, but it'll be immaculate as always, as a Gaston National always is.
0: So with, that, with a change of conditions, would it suit a certain type of player?
1: It's hard to say at this stage until we actually see the players get out there. So the, the expected change in conditions from from the players that have been there, Rory McIlroy's made a couple of visits. He's there now. Ian Poulter's there now, and he's taken to his social media and posted a bit of stuff. Basically, the, the grasses are different there because the golf course is actually closed normally for the members uh, from late May until mid-October. It opens up again, and uh, they use Bermuda grass there in in that, that summer period, which is a hardier grass, and that dies off by the time the Masters normally rolls around. But there's still a bit of that Bermuda there, so it's going to play a little bit different. So chipping will be a bit trickier. Um, it'll be a bit more like the grasses in Queensland, to be perfectly honest, which might favour some of our guys, but... Uh, It'll play maybe a little softer, a little longer. So it will favour the longer players, your Bryson DeChambeau's, Dustin Johnson's, because they'll be carrying the ball further. The ball won't run. But, but your good wedge players and approach players might have an advantage as well because uh, they won't be going for as many par fives in two, perhaps, if it is playing really long and, and chipping and pitching around the greens will be important.
0: Was there was there a debate? How long were the considerations, I suppose, to not have crowds? Was it a, a decision made quickly?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, they, there was never really much discussion that there would be. Uh, this week's Houston Open that they're playing on the PGA two is the first time the PGA two has actually had crowds since they've come back from their coronavirus-enforced hiatus. So uh, that decision was only made recently. But I guess the National uh, did announce it some time ago that... They would go ahead. They'd play in November, but they'd be without patrons there uh, just because uh, of the, the amount of extra work, the amount of influx of people that come in. Um, so, yeah, there was never much of a chance we were going to see a 2020 Masters with, with fans on site, uh, despite seeing them come back to the PGA Tour and, and some of the other tour around the world and, and obviously the other sports in America and even Australia.
0: Was this the only uh, realistic time of year that they could host the event?
1: Yeah, it, it pretty much was. So As I said earlier, the, the course actually closed through the middle of summer, very hot down in Georgia, and, and the golf course is completely different in that period. Um, they also had to fit in the other majors. So you had the US Open that uh, was played in New York and the US PGA that were, that were moved around in the schedule a little bit as well. Uh, the Open or the British Open didn't go ahead this year because it couldn't find itself a spot. Uh, you have got the PGA Tour has got their playoffs and everything like that that have happened uh, for the for the wraparound season they have. So it realistically was the only time. Um, it is going to be an interesting time. it will be a little bit cooler. They got a lot less sunlight in in Georgia at this time of year as well. So the tee times will be earlier, uh, which could affect you know how much wind and stuff the players have to deal with. Um, so it, it was really the only time, but it's it's an exciting time because it's going to be different because we all know what Augusta looks like each year. Uh, but a little bit different golf course isn't necessarily a bad thing.
0: Yeah. So what will what will it look like? Because obviously the one of the main attractions of Augusta is the the floral arrangements around the course. Are we going to still have those those bright, vibrant colours from uh, from from all the flora around.
1: Well, we don't know until the media guys all start to get there. That's when we'll start to find out. I'd say, but. Uh, the azaleas probably won't be in bloom, which is the the most famous sort of colours you see behind that 12th green of the, the really striking pinks and, and all those sorts of colours. Uh, but it it is actually a former nursery before it was a golf course. So I'm sure some of the other flowers bloom at this time of year and, and we'll get some really nice sort of autumn colours over there. So it'll still be pretty picturesque and uh, there's a pretty good budget to look after the place at Augusta National. So I'm sure it won't be looking... Uh, out of place at all and and look, the, the golf course itself will be green and it will be looked after. They've got some amazing uh, people in charge of all the agronomy there and, and they've got even uh, a sub-air system that, that works underneath the greens and some of the fairways that they actually can control the moisture levels. So um, they'll have the golf course playing well and I'm sure there'll be lots of colour and, and the trees and there'll be flowers going as well.
0: The uh, A lot of sporting events this year, particularly in America, have have rated uh, poorly on television because of the circumstances of the year, because of coronavirus, because of various political protests throughout the year, the presidential elections of late. Now that the Masters is at a different time of year, there won't be crowds, plus the unique circumstance because of the the shift in, in time that it will be going up against head-to-head the NFL uh, on the on the final day, the Sunday. Do you think the Masters will, will rate well as a TV product?
1: Well, oh, it's, it's always one of the more popular uh, sporting events really in the world. You know, we or everyone who watches golf will certainly be watching it. And, and the Masters is one of those events that even non-golfers or casual sort of fans will tend to watch. Um, so I think it will be a big product. Uh, I think they're very, very glad that the US election stuff's all sort of coming to a close at the start of the week. And there's not sort of a lot of ongoing uh, news coverage of that that might give them a bit of space. Uh, but you're right, it is going up against NFL, and uh, they're actually, uh, over in the US, the CBS broadcast will actually, on the Saturday, I believe it is, lead into college game day and the and college football. So uh, it is a different spot. I think it still will be popular. Because of that light issue and them playing a little bit earlier, they actually will sort of play a little bit earlier time-wise for the American audiences as well. So it'll actually time up pretty well before... Uh, the evening football, night football over there. So I'm sure there'll still be plenty of eyes on uh, on Augusta National this week.
0: the uh, The turnout of players is it is it a full field of players or have there been some that have opted out?
1: No, it is it is absolutely a full field. So Great. uh We've got all the all the best names and there's uh, you know all the all the ones we want to see. There's I think it's a 94 player field this year. It is it is still technically an invitational event. So. You have to be invited by Augusta National, but there is certain qualifying characteristics. But uh, yeah, it's a full field, except perhaps you might have maybe one or two of the Europeans, but not that I'm aware of. No one going, so uh, it's a full field and it's a very good one. We've got five Aussies in there, and uh, it's going to be very good to watch.
0: The uh, well, some of the biggest names. Then Tiger Woods. Let's start off with the biggest. He's been the reigning champion now for an extended period. Can he defend his crown?
1: Uh, that's actually it's a it's an interesting question. I've dealt with a lot. That was the cover story on our latest magazine as to whether he can actually win. And uh, look, I, I believe he can. I was I was on the ground there at Augusta last year when he won, and no one would have. A lot of people, I should say, didn't think he could win that one. Um, this year is a very strange year, and we haven't seen much of Tiger. Uh, he was very cautious in the early stages of the tour returning after their COVID stop, and. And he hasn't played much. He's had a few little niggles here and there. His form's not good. He was tied 72nd uh, in his last start a couple of weeks ago in California. Missed the cut at the US Open. Um, The cool weather is never a great thing for Tiger these days. It takes him a while to get that back moving and warmed up. But this is going to be his 23rd Masters. He's won there five times. This is a place where where local knowledge, I suppose you could call it, is more important than anything. Uh, I'm guessing he's probably been there once or twice in October, November in the last couple of years. Uh, he'll find his best golf this week, I'd say, and and he'd like his chances, and, and you'd be foolish, I think, to ever ride off Tiger Woods at Augusta National.
0: Uh, our Aussies, Adam Scott, he was uh, struck with, uh, with COVID-19 recently. What is the status of the 2013 winner?
1: Yeah, so Adam was, uh, as always, again, our only winner there is always one to look for and then unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19 when he was making a return for the first time since the US Open, which meant uh, quarantining, but he's back playing this week in Houston. He's gone through the PGA Tour's protocols. He's currently tied 34th, I should say, uh, after a bit of a disappointing third round, but he looks to be playing well. His his game looks pretty tidy all round, but that quarantine period unfortunately meant uh, I think it was 14 or, or 10 or so days of not touching his golf clubs and not working on his game while he isolated. So he lost a little bit of uh, preparation time. He'd planned to play in California, which he had to withdraw from, and then he was going to take a trip to Augusta, then go back to Houston to play this event. So he's also missed out on a little preparation. But look, again, sort of like Tiger, not as not as prolific there, but he's a winner. This is his 19th Masters. He was uh, tied 18 last year after a disappointing weekend he knows how to play well around there and and his game suits perfectly so uh, despite the little hiccup the last couple of weeks you'd like Adam's chances as well
0: Jason Day has has found a bit of form recently as well at at Houston he actually led 2013 for a time as well can he finally claim his second major Jason Day
1: yeah a little while ago I probably would have said no but I, I think he's a really really big chance going in not just from an australian perspective but just in the tournament in general he's, he's as you mentioned he's tied second in houston after three rounds he's hit the ball brilliantly from t to green this week um it's been really impressive he he went away from his long time swing coach colin swatton at the start of the year and he looks to have found something working on his own he's also one of the best putters in the world when he's when he's on so uh, he's got you know, his game in a really good place after he did withdraw a couple of weeks ago with, with his neck and, and back playing up uh, in Las Vegas, uh, and he didn't look good the following week. But he, he's looking like he's found some really good form. He was tied fourth in the, the PGA Championship a couple of months ago. He's finished second here before. Uh, he started to build that bank of experience around Augusta. Um, you know, he was good last year and finished tied fifth despite hurting himself picking up uh, one of his young kids early in the week. So I think Jason's got to be a really big chance this week. If he can get the putter working as well as the long games work this week, um, Jason will really like his chances around there.
0: Who is uh, out of the five Aussies that we've got? Who do you reckon is the best chance?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to say. I, I always like Adam and Augusta, but Jason's form looks magnificent. Um, and Cam Smith's definitely one to watch. Uh, Mark Leishman, you know the, other, the the fourth of the of the four pros playing there from Australia this week plays well at Augusta, but he's, his year since he won earlier in the year, he he really hasn't come back that well since the tour took its break. So Leish is really going to need to find something early this week. But Cam Smith's a bit of a sleeper. He was tied fourth in his last start at the Zozo. Um, he's eleventh the week before that. He's played really solid all year. Won for the first time individually on the PGA Tour at the start of the year. He's finished in the top five there before. Uh, he had a bad Sunday at Augusta last year. But uh, I, I really am interested to see how Cam plays work, plays early in the week. If he can get himself in the top half of that leaderboard and playing well, um, you know, I, I'd say he or Jason Day are probably our two big chances.
0: Bryson DeChambeau has always been a, a lightning rod for controversy and has probably become one of the the bigger maybe villains you'd say on the PGA tour uh if he does win how much would that upset some of the, the the golfing purists around the world
1: uh yeah he's Bryson's certainly a lightning rod for attention in the world of golf at the moment uh and he's he's won the last major championship played on the men's tour and you know he played well again after that and apparently has managed to carry a drive 400 yards in uh, a bit of training and practice away from tournament golf so He's definitely doing things differently. Uh, look, it, it would, if a Bryson DeChambeau win would be a significant shift, I think, in the world of golf. There's a lot of discussion about professional golf and about the equipment and, and how these guys are able to hit the ball so far, and Bryson's the best example of that. Uh, Augusta National is a a place that's made changes every time someone's dominated it with distance. Tiger Woods in 1997 did so, and then they, they we call it Tiger Proof, the golf course after that. Um, the way Bryson hits it at the moment they could buy all the land around the place, I don't know if they'd have enough uh, enough land to make it long enough to challenge him with uh, long clubs in the green so look, it would be a big shift and you, you're right the people who are you know long for the days of long irons and woods into the par 5s on the back 9 at Augusta probably wouldn't necessarily love to see Bryson hitting driver 400 yards and maybe having a, a short iron or a wedge so it might it uh, might create some more t- turning points if he does win.
0: So the actual the, the the central point of controversy, I guess, around his playing style, Bryson DeChambeau, is it is it just is it the the way he plays, or is it the equipment that he uses?
1: No, it's it's the way he's playing the game. His equipment's no different to anyone else. Uh, he, well, he does use irons that are all the same length, but he has done for a long time, and that's that's a not a brand new concept. But he's probably the most successful with it. But it's the way he's gone about it in that uh in the breaks that the tour had uh he put on a lot of weight a lot of muscle and he worked on his golf game and and he's hitting the ball harder and further than we've ever seen from him and and he's out there with the longest guys on tour absolutely and and look he he's he's taking advantage of the way the game is now with you know big driver heads that are nice and easy to hit and, and golf balls that don't spin that much and they go a long way uh you know the controversy around him what Always needs to be mentioned with Bryson is he's an incredibly hard worker and and what he's done with his game, you have to say it's impressive even if you don't love it because uh, he's worked incredibly hard to make himself one of the best golfers in the world and take advantage of the way the the way the game is now um, the The controversy typically comes around in in the golf circles of of the equipment and whether the equipment we have uh, allowed on the p j Tour at the, uh, or in golf at the moment should be changed. Um, and, and the ruling bodies have had an ongoing uh, sort of in, investigation, I suppose, into it with plans to announce some changes. But we haven't had anything yet. So Bryson's playing within the rules and he's doing it in a different way and he's doing it in an extremely successful way.
0: Jimmy, who else should our listeners keep an eye on this week? If you were to dot point a couple of names, who are the ones to look out for?
1: Absolutely. So, Dustin Johnson uh, is not an an obvious sort of a pick. He's the number one player in the world, but he, like Adam Scott, tested positive for COVID at the same time, at the same event. Uh, He's back playing this week as well in Houston. He's currently fifth. He's won twice this year. Uh, He comes in and he's had a bunch of top tens, including in majors. And he just keeps getting better at Augusta National. Uh, he seems to just be improving every time he plays there. So very much worth a look. Uh, I think Bryson DeChambeau is an obvious one. He, he looks like he should play well there and and he should uh, have a bit of success. And, and the other one that I'm interested to see how he plays is Patrick Cantlay, uh, an American who won a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he finished in the top 10 here last year and played very well. He's played at Augusta four times and he's Made a couple of cuts. He's an impressive player. Um, I've seen a bit of him up close, and he's got a really good all-round game. And oh, I think he could uh, he could feature at Augusta National for years to come. And this year, particularly, he looks he looks a really good
0: chance. What's uh, what's coming up then, Jimmy? In the latest edition of the Golf Australia magazine.
1: Well, we've got right now we've got November on sale, which has a whole lot of Masters. Uh, master's coverage and previews, as well as a bit of other stuff that uh, is definitely of interest, including the top 100 golf course in Australia can play for $50 or less. So mm-hmm. that's definitely worth a look uh, as is uh, the top 100 par fives. Uh, we've got, you know, course reviews, a bit of equipment, and then uh, our December magazine isn't far away, which has got all the latest and greatest equipment for uh, Christmas time and uh, a bit of a Lee Westwood feature and and an interview with Michael Campbell, the Kiwi uh, US Open winner from 2005. So plenty happening. And then our website this week will be a hive of Masters activity as well.
0: Excellent stuff, Jimmy. A pleasure talking to you, mate, and uh, enjoy the Masters this week.
1: Certainly will. Thanks, Jordan.
0: Jimmy Emanuel, the deputy editor of Golf Australia magazine this Sunday evening on the SEN Roundup. We'll be back with more sport coverage right after this on SEN.